Hey, everybody, welcome in to the Monday edition of The Wrap. Tom Mazaway and friends here, NRM Streamcast, live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios here in Farmington Hills. Welcome in. It's another NFL weekend. Big one, the division playoffs in the books finally, and the final four is all set. And for more on that, we'll talk to our expert here, and he is an expert because he called the Tennessee Titans <laughs> straight up. It's Clarence Black. What's up, CB? Congratulations. Hey, man, grown man football. Grown, grown man football. Grown man football. I tweeted it out, man, grown and man I gave you football. credit for it. Nice that's job. That's what it is, Hey, man. you convinced us all to take them with the points. Oh, the points but, were. But to win. Wow. I don't even think that was the lock of the weekend. The lock of the weekend was the 51 if you took the over. In the Chiefs-Titans game? Chiefs-Chiefs-Texans. They They blew it by 31 points. They were 31 points over the over. If you bet the farm on the over, you were looking good. It was over at the halftime, and it was 24-0 Kansas City, and we'll talk about that game in a minute. Joining us also is our good buddy Nick David. It's been a while, Nick. It has. I miss you. Miss you too, man. I get to see you every day in, yeah, in the well, studios here anyway. but Thanks for having it's me. It's good to have you on, man. Appreciate it. We got some lots of stuff to talk about. Ethan Perlman in the house as well. He had a successful basketball weekend with your uh, with your boys. Yeah, uh, well, I just had a practice, but our varsity team did great, blowing out the competition by over 40 points. What's the school again? Uh, Eaton Academy in Birmingham. There's this pullover, Eaton Academy. I've... We got a game today. Hopefully right. it will be another great one. Well, it's going to be a fun day today because tonight is the national championship. We waited long enough. Now all the complaints are put aside. You know, why didn't they play the game last week? Blah, blah, blah. Guess what? I'm happy to play it last week now because last week's over. I get to look forward to the game tonight. Clemson and LSU in LSU's backyard in New Orleans. That's going to be a good one. And uh, Trevor Lawrence, you spoke about him today. What did you hear about Trevor Lawrence on your way in? Yeah, so Leonard Fournette went on TV and called Trevor Lawrence sunshine. And I'm like, why? Hit him with a remember the Titans. I mean, why (laughs) would you stir? Like, I would leave. I'm going to say this again. When you went 29 straight weeks, this group together has found a way to win. Yeah. You don't mess with that. Like, let sleeping dogs lie, man. There is something there you don't want to go stirring up. There is a mental toughness and identity. You know, I'm big on identity, man. Like, you just – you don't want to let teams like that find – it's like, oh, sunshine, okay. Just another clip in the air, another bullet in the clip. Like, bam, yeah. I don't think they care. That's from a guy, care. from an LSU guy who – I mean, uh, come on. Leonard they didn't Nets. do – I was going to say, if he – if it was like Mark Ingram who had said it, you know what I mean, like with the dominant Alabama team. Yeah. What did Fournette do? I mean, he's a he was an awesome college running back. But this is busted balls. That's okay. That's fine. I get it. You know, you got Alma Maters. You got Spears and Ryan Clark and I mean all the LSU. I I get it, but it's like I didn't hear Deshaun Watson saying anything, right? No. Okay. Boy, the way I still love that guy. He's got a lot of guts. The way that team came back. I mean, the way that team got out and then they got steamrolled. But he never gives up. The defense couldn't stop Kansas City. 24 nothing. Honestly, here. There's four of us here. Whoa. Did you even I, – I had no – I did not think they were coming back when it was 20. Matter of fact, I put a tweet, and I almost sent it. I was going to say, okay, another expansion team is going to host a championship game before the Lions do. And I had it. I almost hit send. And then he hit Kelsey for the first touchdown, and I went – Okay, I'm going to hit save draft. <laughs> save I did. Draft. I hit save draft. And then 
It kept going. Seven straight touchdown drives. 40 unanswered. For Kansas City. That's a wow. Did you think they had a shot? I did. I'm going to tell you. So here's why. I watched the – I learned about the Titans and the Texans in the same game. Titans-Texans. And what I found out was the Titans can legit push anybody around because that's what they do. They push they push your front, both of your fronts, they push them around. Yep. And then what I learned about the Texans is they can't stop anybody. So the Texans, yeah. imagine if the Texans didn't get out. This would have been a 40 to 7. Yeah, oh yeah. Or a 40 Blow to this would have been an embarrassment. Yep. I mean, it, it, the optics of it aren't much better. I mean, it, it 31 to 51, but good god, man. It really, really could have been just absolutely devastating. I mean, watching – I mean, it just – everything was going their way. The drop balls, you know what I mean? Uh, Robinson, number 11, had a few huge – The block punt, huge, the, the block muff punt, kick. The muff kick, exactly. I'm it like, this perfection. is just going their way. Nothing they can do is going to get in their way except uh, Bill O'Brien. That's well, I don't, that's who I'm got. not blaming Bill, Bill O'Brien. He Listen, gets a lot of heat. Why? 21 nothing. Okay, I understand. They're but why are, you pun- why are you faking that punt? I, I liked it. Did you? Well, I liked girl? it. They okay. even said but their game really what plan coming off. in was to not have to punt the ball to Kansas City. So it yeah. really doesn't come as a surprise that they faked the right. punt. But I if, mean, you, it, if yeah. you think about the other aspect of what they did, and this is why I, I knew it was going to be a crazy game, everything that Houston did well was in an instant. Mm-hmm. It was big play. Yeah, You can't play big play football against the Chiefs no, because they right. are better at it. It's yeah. like the Warriors. Yeah. You can't outscore the don't, Warriors. Don't I mean, the Warriors, the old, the, the KD, those Warrior teams of the past five years that we saw, you cannot play. They are they are better at playing that way. Yep, 100%. You have to, and this is what makes next week, not to get too far ahead, this is what makes next week so it's opposites. important. It's opposites. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the same thing I told you against Baltimore, you, you can't prepare for the Titans because you don't prepare for sitting down your Seven offense minutes. sitting and the the best the best offense for the Titans is going to be Patrick Mahomes sitting down mm-hmm. for six minutes, seven minutes, yeah. because you don't you just don't know how to plan for it. But and I'm, they're used to they and again the the chief it's almost like the Chiefs are the best matchup for a team like the Titans because the Titans want you the Chiefs want to get they want to score and get off the field. Mm-hmm. And the Titans want to beat you up. <laughs> they want three yards. The, the Titans literally look at you like, I'm going to hit you as hard as I can, and we're only going to get three yards, and then I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And I'm I mean, going to do it again. CB, you are a rather large man. Oh, yeah. I can't even <laughs> fathom tackling Derrick Henry. No. I would I would just shoelace tackle every time I'm just but going dude, Matt, his foot. It's not, it's I not couldn't that. even fathom. Just bang him in the mouth. The craziness of football is, dude, you got to – I'm going to hit you – I'm going to zone block, so Maz has got to block me. He know he doesn't know which way I'm going. I'm going to zone block left. I'm going left hard as I can. You've got to engage me, shed me, and then the reward for doing that well is you get to go tackle yeah. Derrick Henry. Get run over Think you, about man. that, man. You got you to you go up against Jack Conklin. Jack's going to hit you. Then you got to shed him? And then hit that your reward for for doing your job against Jack Conklin is you get to hit Derrick Henry is like my God man no that's Smash Mouth football it's old school and it was it was awesome to see I mean I just love Vrabel I love the whole story 
Uh, I'm touring next week because I love Andy Reid. Yeah. I think he deserves. He's due. He's due. But I also love the whole, you know, Tana thrill coming in. I mean, they were two and four after week six. Mariota sits down, and then, you know, the ball starts to get rolling. It's amazing. It's so, awesome stuff. So the opening game Saturday was uh, San Francisco, at, uh and beat Minnesota twenty-seven to ten. They pretty much had no problems with the Vikings. Vikings were in it for a little bit, but. They just weren't going to do it. The 49er defense, they attacked Kirk Cousins. They took him out of that game. I don't think Thielen was right. No, he, he wasn't was injured the ankle. all week. I mean, they got yeah. stitches earlier in the yeah. week on his ankle. I don't know how that happened. But. That was an easy one. So they roll. They're the number one seed. Uh, what do you got on that game? Anything on that game? Or was that pretty much Well, Mike Zimmer should have been happy it. because, I mean, Mike Zimmer saw Minnesota Viking football played very, very well. It was just played well by the San Francisco Forty <laughs> Right, exactly. I mean, that is how they want to play. I mean, Mike Zimmer had to be on the field literally like laughing, well, after the game. But the the Niners play like his ideal vision mm-hmm. of the Vikings. Yeah. That's how he wants to play. So he had to be sitting there kicking himself like one of these teams is playing Minnesota Viking football and it ain't us. It ain't us, <laughs> yeah. The three-headed monster with San Francisco's Coleman, Morissette, Breda is – they're all so fast. And Kittle. It's frightening. Well, yep. Kittle's like a <laughs> slot receiver with and a 285-pound frame. Check's pretty good. I mean, he's just – they're all they're all <laughs> fantastic. And Kyle Shanahan, we finally got to see him, I think, step completely out of the shadow of his father. You remind me of Kyle Shanahan. Why? Because we're you both do really – You do got some Kyle Shanahan. Okay. You look like I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. Like that kid's him. got much stronger beard game well, he's than a, I do, he's, but it's he's all right. solid. How about his dad watching the game with a big mm-hmm. smile? Yeah, absolutely. They did a cute – a cute – they did a cool little interview with his parents – Pre-game. That's sweet. Um, yeah, there. That's a, I was a good storyline. I was at a euchre party on Saturday night. You Ooh. believe it? I had a euchre party, and of course, thank God, every table I got to, there was a TV right in front of me. <laughs> so I thank uh, Margaret and Steve for hosting. But so the Titans and Ravens, I, I didn't get to lock in on that game. I did tape it, and I watched a little bit of it yesterday. Twenty-eight, twelve. Titans pretty much took it from the get-go. I mean, they got up fourteen, nothing, and basically didn't look back. And what do you think happened in that game besides the Tennessee? Uh, running attack and, and keeping the ball. What what they do to Lamar Jackson that other teams couldn't I, do? See, I, man, I don't think it was Lamar because the drops. And the thing about the drops is those, those were big drops because those were passes that were – only a couple of those passes were passes that were less than 10 yards. Everything else were – those were stretch plays to get you down the field. I mean, those were downfield plays that they had to have. So the idea that – it was all Lamar's is is crazy. What I think happened is that they got so used to front running. And this happens to the team. You get oh, yeah. so used to front running. You get so used to front running. They didn't play a meaningful game. The last time they played a meaningful game was three weeks ago. Right. Right. So all of a sudden now, and like I said, man, now you walk in and you face a team that is unlike really anything you've played in a while. And just took out the Pats. Mm-hmm. Just took out the Pats and – they are going to come beat you up. Yep. And everything you want to do is predicated upon Lamar and, you know, you you don't think of the Titans' offense as this physical, you know, they're talented, they use speed, they use angles, but then you just sit and now you just got to fight. Now you're in a fight. Yeah. And then when the minute they were down, you saw them start to press. For the first time all year, I think the pressure, being the number one seed, being at home – being an MVP, everybody just felt it. 
You saw Lamar the crowd on the felt it. Just not with anger, with just frustration. Right. And you called just that. frustration. You said it. We're going to see Lamar. He's going to be like, what yeah. the hell am I doing on the sidelines? Here? Unreal. I well, mean, Tannehill went 7 of 14. I know. He threw the ball 14 times for oh. two TDs, though. He did his job. Yeah, but he threw, and he threw TDs to guys that you, you wouldn't you right. still Right. That kid's lying. catch Ooh. in the corner. That Titans catch. You mean the backup that to the backup tight end? nuts. <laughs> like the... The, yeah. Where they find this kid? I, I can't. I, he, yeah, they they all they all stepped up. But it, it also doesn't help that Mark Ingram, even though he did play, he was you could tell he was not 100% healthy. And when you get to those plays that were pivotal, those fourth and ones, fourth and inches, where typically the Ravens were perfect on the year, you could see why they struggled because you didn't have a guy like Mark Ingram in the backfield with Lamar Jackson to where okay, you really have to think about who's going to get the ball. When it was Gus, right. Ed, Gus Edwards back there with Lamar Jackson, you knew Lamar Jackson was going to be the one trying to run the ball. Yeah, there's and just, the Titans yeah. knew that they game plan for that, and it, it proved to be pivotal because both those times it it swung the momentum back into Tennessee's favor even more than what it was. Well, you think about it. I mean, I think because we were texting, they got the ball with 11 minutes left. The the or the Texans had 11 minutes left, mm-hmm. and by the time the Ravens got it back, it was 6:53. Yep, to go in the game, and. This is what the Titans do. You just don't have the time. Yeah. And it's not that they dominated time. The Ravens ran 40 more plays. Think about that. 40 40. more plays? Yeah. The Ravens control time of possession, Ravens. More plays, Ravens. Like, if you look at the numbers, the numbers don't don't make any Mm -hmm. sense. There's That's a huge point. I mean, Mark Ingram was absolutely hurt. There's no way – that anybody's going to tell me that John Harbaugh had the game plan of having Lamar Jackson throw the ball 59 times, carry the ball 20 times. That just, they had a game plan. Mike Vrabel had a much better one, and they couldn't counterpunch. And that was it. You know what? It was the perfect matchup at the perfect time for Tennessee. So they move on. They're in the AFC Championship for the second time in their uh, lifetime. Kansas City came back from 24-0 down yesterday to whitewash the Texans 51-31. We talked about that game. Seven straight drives with a touchdown. That is unmatched. That's an NFL record. Uh, Lots of records in that game. And uh, Let me see. I got a few of them here. First team in postseason to score 41 consecutive points after falling behind by 20. First team in postseason history to win by 20 after trailing by 20. First team to score a touchdown on seven straight drives in a postseason game. First team to lead at a half after falling behind by 24 points. Unbelievable. First team to score 50 in a postseason game after going scoreless in the first quarter. Unreal. And 24-point comeback tied for the fourth largest comeback by any team in the postseason history. So they're Not all, bad. They're, there's another very interesting fact that I, I saw on Twitter, and it was that no team ever in the playoffs had come back from a 21-point deficit in the first quarter to ever win a playoff game. In wow. the regular season, there there had only been six teams ever to do it. Mm. That's a lot of games. So this is games, the first yeah. team ever even in the postseason to hey. allow 21 yeah, that, and come back. That place was like a morgue yeah. in the first quarter. Yeah. Oh, it was quiet. Andy yeah, Reid, sure. I thought, was going to probably drop dead on the sidelines. But it just speaks to his coaching. They were down 24 points. Mm-hmm. They didn't falter. They stuck to the plan. And then you have Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes. And you also have a you, – you're playing – <laughs> the Texans, man, they can't stop. Right. Anybody, said yeah. If you're the Bills, you got to look like, oh, had we just opened up the playbook? Had we just, yeah. like, oh, we should have just attacked these guys. Right. They're horrible. If Romeo Cornell comes back next year, I, there's no way. 
I mean, and he's over there on the sideline looking clueless, looking like somebody's grandpa. Like, we're going to need a 14th man on there. We just, we just give us a penalty every time. We just need to stop it. And, and I think it showed, though, the, the leadership Mahomes has. Because even after the first few drops, the first few possessions, you get down 21 to nothing. He, he showed up exactly. on that sideline. Yep. He told them that they weren't out of it. He kept showing on the field that he, even if the rest of the guys were hanging their heads, he wasn't going to hang his head. He was going to play every play. Man, and is he I gonna mean, get paid next year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he'll set a record. It's uh, scary that he was playing. He may, under a but you know what he may do? He may, he may honestly have the presence of mind to say, "I'm not gonna do the Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at what I have around me and figure out, okay, how do we keep everybody? Can you? And well, it Russell may, Wilson and it may, didn't, it, didn't hang on anybody. Did he hang? He took a, he, he took a, he, he, his contract is what led to the Legion of Boom because they couldn't pay everybody, right? They couldn't. They just there was right. no. It was not going to happen. And so one of the things that they got into was, are you going to keep the Legion of Boom, or are you going to keep Russ? Because you can't do it all. And Richard Sherman, that and that was where the disconnect started to mm-hmm. everything started to unravel. Which is right. They paid they re- Bobby Wagner. They didn't pay Earl. They I mean, rebuilt it, was, it up. Yep. Yeah, they yep. rebuilt it up. And talking about the Seahawks, there's no more gallant team. Than the Seattle Seahawks to me. This this team doesn't quit. It never quits. They lost yesterday to the Pack, 28-23 at Lambeau. They easily could have turned that game around and won that game. A couple of plays with Green Bay take nothing away from them. No one gives them credit, including me. Yep. They just keep winning. And Aaron Rodgers has got a chip on his shoulder the size of Mount Rushmore. Because he you can just see it. He just he can't wait to play the next game. And yeah. by the way, they're a seven point underdog next week. To the 49ers. But when are you ever going to get Green Bay plus seven? But look at what turned his fortunes around. What turned the fortunes in Green Bay around was the pass rush. No, what turned it around mm-hmm. was that Monday night football game that the refs <laughs> oh. against the Lions. That's what turned it around. But I mean, and guess what? Yeah. The same ref was there last night, Cleet Blakeman, really? who gave them the first down at the end of the game, which was not a first down. I don't give a damn. Either, but and the, the touchdown, touchdown was, was not, not a touchdown. Aaron Jones did not score a touchdown. <laughs> the football was not even near the goal line. You know, I, lo- I love it when they look at those replays, though, and they say, well, look where his body is. He's got it. No, he had the ball by his hip. The ball's down here. The ball's by his hip. I don't care that his torso crossed. And you know what? It didn't take them long for either play either. They're like, nope, play stands. Right. Cleet Blakeman, same son of a bitch that was there for the Monday night Lion game. That's all I'm going to say. The yellow line. Why? Well, I know it's unofficial. The yellow but... line is bad. But, but yeah, everybody can see it was short. Yeah. Like, by a mile. I mean, it was at least a half yard. And they're like, well, the yellow line's approximate. I'm like, if it's approximate, I don't care if it's approximate, whatever it is. I'm like, dude, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the sticks. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me he ask you something about the make sticks. It. Why are we still using the chain gang? First of to, all, to come out and measure. <laughs> to come out. I mean, the what? guy comes out imaginary. I think it's here. Yeah, right. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's here. <laughs> it, it, it's like somebody had a great comment too. Somebody was like, "Like, how do you get that job, man? It's like, what is that? Right. Like your first, like you know, you go to parole officer. Like, well, hey, you know what? I, I don't have anything for you at a car wash, but he you moved know up what? From the boom mic. Hey, you know what? They got this uh, NFL playoff game. And you just got to hold yeah. the sticks. Just you hold know, the sticks. You, you know what? That. If you think the ball's there, yeah, just put the stick down right there. They're hiring on crazy. It's a multi-billion-dollar oh. business, multi-multi-billion-dollar business, and we have these refs that work part-time, guys that stick a freaking chain chain gang. We got a ref looking at a TV the size of this. 
Meanwhile, we're all looking. It took us a second to say he yeah. didn't score or it's a first down. And this is the NFL? Yes. Well, the, the, the funniest part, because I'd never seen this before, after they had already con, you know, said the call stood and then he goes back, you know, everybody's thinking it's because they want to know if they get the timeout back. And it's, oh, we got additional footage came in. Where is where? this? I don't know. Yeah, no additional mean? footage. That was that's what they said. They're like, yeah. we, we looked at additional footage uh, and the call satellite. Stands. I'm this like, this guy is a joke. Is, yeah, some, is listen, somebody sending I, no. in like phone footage? Like, what? see, I'm, I'm. So you got. So I, the way you feel about the sticks <laughs> is the same way I feel about the strike zone. Oh, yeah. See, the strike zone is okay. a mathematical. It is a. Yeah. It is a set area <laughs> defined by math. It does not change. It is so big and so wide. Period. I was so I don't need the idiots. But, but, but I mean, somebody's knees could be higher than yeah. my knees. Hey, but then you adjust the strike exactly. zone for exactly. the individual. Like, I don't need the idiot behind the catcher trying to guess when the math tells us, hey, period. Yeah. It's like, let the computer decide. Well, it's just science, it, really. It's just, yes, that's it. The it. catcher is but blocking it. his view? Yes. yes. But it's also it's yes, all, it right? Is, it also is a guessing game, though. And that's, that's no, the it's funny. not. But no, I'm saying from the from the umpire standpoint, because if you blink at the worst possible second, you never see where the ball is. Right, goes. but it's not 1948. No. We have no. we have everything. We have the technology. Everything I am for the digital strike zone. I am, I am for all that. for it. But I am also for still having an umpire behind the plate when it comes to plays in the field of play. Yeah, nostalgia is cool. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. And yeah. plays at the he plate. Can, yeah. He can stand back there and, and bake cookies yeah, for all for I care. Yeah. I just don't need him. Yeah. I have the if I have a laser mm-hmm. a laser in center field that is literally pointing You mean at like the, the Astros strike zone. have? Oh yeah. <laughs> you mean like the Astros? That's hey good. Boston, you're being investigated <laughs> yeah, too. There's a lot of teams that are being investigated. No man, I it, yeah the sticks, the strike zone, we could go into the How about whole... this the way they talk about umpires? Oh, this guy's strike zone is this. Well, this guy's strike zone is right. This. Well, yeah, what, what do you yeah. mean? Just because he's in a bad mood, I'm not yeah, going to right. throw. I can't yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Can you imagine being a builder and being well, like, "Well, I'm going to go with Tom Mazaway. <laughs> Why? Well, because Tom's foot is actually a foot and a half. Yeah, and exactly. So my home's going to be bigger. Well, it, and I mean, it's no different than when they say like this referee crew throws the most penalty flags. Yeah. It's, it's how they call the game, and. You know, Why? they really they really should all be calling the game the same way no matter what sport you're in. So can we all agree that athletes are bigger, bigger faster, stronger in every sport? Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. So then officials need to keep pace. Yeah. Because it's to the point now where everything I'm watching now, I got to either deal with an umpire yeah. or an official. And it's right. just hey, to look, the point where it's – like you said, though, real quick, like you said, though, we have part-time refs. Yeah. They get like 180 grand a year for – Pretty good deal. For, as a, I mean, for the 16-week season, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Right. But we need full-time refs yeah. doing this all year long. Young, having, and I hate to say it, I don't want to kill my own 57-year-old brethren here, but you need guys with good yeah. eyes. Right. And, Who and are going to be able wheels. to running up the field with yeah. the play – yeah, I mean, like, I if need we need it. more refs, then let's get more. I mean, like, I don't, I just don't know what the. Listen, this is probably the most millennial thing I've ever said, and I, and I, it hurts to come <laughs> out. But the the human error aspect of football and baseball, sports in general, we have now such platforms, and people are just crucified all day. I mean, do, would you want to go be an NFL ref and then get tweeted about for the rest of your? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're. It's just not that life threatened. I don't know. Digi- digital world is taking over, obviously, and it's just. If it's I different. can, my thing is, if I can see it at home. Yeah, on my seventy-five inch you plasma. You can't see it. There's a problem. Yeah, for if real. If I can make a better call than you can on the field, bro, it's a problem. No doubt. Well, the the only thing I, I will say for a ref is they they do see it a little bit quicker 
and they also don't get that overhead view. So there are certain things that we'll be able to see as a fan, whether you're at the game watching it on TV. But when it comes to the human element, there's always going to be an error or two. You're always going to have that. You're never going to have a perfectly called game. But replay, if you go to replay on some of these things that are – and you still get it wrong, then there's an issue. Baseball teams, like, you, they should stop putting the the box up. Because all the box does is piss me off. Oh, the, the fox track yeah, or whatever. It, it, all yeah. That oh, yeah. Is, that, yeah. All that thing, that thing causes more problems. It's like, oh, they, yeah. Um, it um, makes the wrong broadcast man. Um, wrong. Because <laughs> then does, your broadcasters, totally you, you hang them out to dry. Because it'll be like, Oh, oh, it's funny. way outside. Well, it's funny because yeah. they'll, they'll say that, you know, that looked like a strike. Let's check the Fox track, and it will show it was a strike. So then it's really, okay, so the ump well, got Smokes it wrong, but we saw one, it right. that, That's why I love Smosey, because Smosey will be like, well, yeah, they missed that one. Yeah, they missed I'm that like, one. I'm like, yeah, they did. I don't have a problem with, a, you know, with the, you know, announcers being blunt about it. Hey, I know what I saw. Man, take take the strike zone thing down. Take the yellow. Take like, the chains, not, all of it. Yeah, yeah, dude. I mean, I think hockey tried to do it with the puck where they had. Oh, that lit up, the, lit up. Like, yeah, that was a horrendous. That was a horrendous. I get the, horrendous I get the idea, idea it of it, but I mean, if you're watching football and you don't know where the the ten yard, like, just like, you'll be okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think you'll hey, be. Look, right. either do replay all the way, or don't do it. Don't waste my time. And don't waste my time looking at this thing on the sidelines. Look. You could sell Surface Pro. Just say this, yeah. this. This is brought to you by Surface Pro. Stay on the field, pal. They, they do so let many the commercials guy, too. Let so the it, guy in the booth just right. call. Him. And it goes to New York, anyways. It's a, yeah. Just, so it's like, what are you, you even looking, doing looking at that little screen? At? Look up. You look like a, because yeah. everyone's looking at that ninety thousand inch screen that's right. a, that's in the stadium. Well, I love how you know they always have two refs over there. You got the one looking at the Surface Pro, and the other one's always looking in the direction of the big, yeah. you know, screen. Yeah. Why they don't just turn them both and look at it? Because they're both looking at the play, yeah. but one's looking at the one that's you know getting all the information is looking at the tall. The only thing the, is, you know, the with the little screen. thing, they're showing different views. But so they, they show look at, at they show the views. same sure. views on wh- the big screen. But they're looking at different views than what we're looking at. There's different angles that they're looking at. The only problem is, they're not the one making the decision. It's the guy up there. So what are you even looking at? You're not making a decision. They had Don't the waste one, my time. The funniest one there was that they had. I, man, I wish I could find it. It was a caption, and it was McDaniel and Brady on. Uh, they were both looking at this, the, the little Microsoft Surface thing, and there was a caption. It was like Brady was like, "Hey, go to Gronk's Instagram. See if he can be here by half." Time. <laughs> yeah, I was right. Dying. That's good. Man. I was dying. All right. So oh, next week man. the championship games are set. Tennessee at Kansas City. That's three o'clock. Tennessee is seven and a half point underdogs. The over under. 52. Green Bay at San Francisco is the nightcap. 49ers are seven-point favorites. Over-under is 45. So going under. There you go. You're going to go with two unders? Two unders there. All right. We'll see how it goes. Super Wait, Bowl. What's the over-under in that San Francisco game? 45. I'm going with the over on that. Well, luckily you don't gamble. So. True. Hey, it's all good, man. How about the Lions? They got in the news today. They got a new defensive coordinator. Of course they did. Course Former they did. Eagles defensive back coach, but more importantly, friend of Matt Patricia, Corey Undlin, is the new Detroit defensive coordinator. So, I don't know a hell of a lot friends, about man. him. It's good to have friends. It is good to yeah, have yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, he, they were awful last uh, two years. They're 21st in the NFL. A lot of injuries. A lot of injuries. That's fine. I, I get it. Um, I, it's a random 
hire. His name wasn't even spoken of yeah. in any regard. Well, he's uh, definitely I mean, going off the board, that's for sure. I mean, are we just, again, we're just allowing our guys to hire their friends. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It's, I mean, it's the devil you know. It is what it is. But I guess it's their, is, I guess it's it, their funeral. I just don't I just Is don't anybody in here friends with Matt Patricia? Can one of us get on the coaching staff? I, I would love that. You should be. I can see you on it like, <laughs> like as one of those quality control guys and work your way up. I can see that. You should look into that, by the way. He and well, I can bond over ball our boy. beards. Yeah. That's right. You were the ball boy of the time. Yeah. You got to tell Clarence your stories one of these days. You know, he wasn't oh, I got some beginning. great stories. He does have some. So there's our new defensive coordinator. What it does, I don't know. We're sitting on the clock with the number three pick, and we've gone over it. What do you do? What I wish do you do? Well, what do you do? I hope, hope Corey Unlin does well. Yeah, I hope, of course uh, we all do. Yeah, we all do, for sure. Whatever, but I might. But it, you still need okay. players. Let's face sure. it. You still need players, and you got to draft well, mm-hmm. and you got to pull a free agent out of the hat once in a while. That's going to work. You guys in, remember in your when Mike Vrabel interviewed for this job? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we hired. I mean, we, we said it in the free press. I saw it. We uh, Free press and news. Yeah. Yep. Lions interviewing Patriot coordinator. Mike Vrabel. Oh, yeah, I was driving in this morning, <laughs> listening to the ticket, and Actually, uh, I don't know if he was a coordinator. They were was saying like, if we did hire Vrabel, he would have probably gotten fired already. Probably, because nine and seven isn't good enough. Well, yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. So yesterday during the game, uh, let's we'll start on Saturday. Saturday during uh, the Tennessee game at halftime, uh, Bill Cower, of course, one of the CBS mm-hmm. uh, NFL Today guys. Former head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Terrific coach. He won a Super Bowl, lost a Super Bowl, but everyone knows that iron jar. Bill Cowerpower. Anyway, the NFL (laughs) uh, Hall of Fame came coming, and uh, here's what it looked like on CBS at the half to surprise Cowerpower. Jackson. Yeah, he is special. And you know, Bill, there's something else special here. Hey, who's this big fella? Hey, I'm sorry to interrupt hey, here. Good to see you, Phil. Good to see you, man. You betcha. Sorry, man. I was trying to knock on a door back there, but you don't have a door. <laughs> knock it down. Knock it down. Hey, uh, Coach, yes. for your viewers out there who don't know, uh, I'm David Baker, president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And on behalf of all of those of us who love this game and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it is my great This privilege. isn't right that this is happening right now, but... Uh, <laughs> Okay, David. never mind. No, no please come back. Come, <laughs> back. come back here, David. Oh. Coach, I want to thank you for all you've done for the game, for all you're going to do for the game. And I want to welcome you to Canton, Ohio, <laughs> wow. where your bronze hey! and your yeah! legacy is going to How about that, Bill? Congratulations, How about that? That's David awesome. Baker, former commissioner of the Arena Football League. Back in the day, David Baker. And then he paid a visit to the Fox crew yesterday for a guy named Jimmy Johnson. Surprised the hell out of him, too. Here's what J.J. looked like yesterday. There's always room for one surprise guest, especially when it's this man coming in right now. From the Pro Football Hall of Fame, oh, David Baker, the president. Kurt, good to see you, Kurt. How are you? Good to see you. How are you doing, sir? Good. Hall of Famer. Great to see you. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Coach, um, on behalf of the Pro Football Hall of Fame and all those fans that are watching and all of us who love this game, thank you, Coach, for all you've done for the game. Thank you for all you're going to do for the game. Thank you for the history that you've made and the lives that you've impacted. Thank you. It's my great honor to tell you that you're going to be the 328th. Whoa! 
Hall yes. of Famer into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And your legacy is going to be in Canton, Ohio forever. Congratulations, Coach. Just awesome. Oh, that's good stuff. I mean, God, had I my girlfriend that. crying. Look, oh. look at that emotion, though. Like, I he know. knew the minute he oh. walked in what was happening. And you First could tell he was, he was holding. Yeah, yeah. there was surprise, Every, and then, like, Oh, I'm overwhelmed. Every guy there is a Hall of Famer on right. the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty damn good. But then he goes and he, and he does his speech, and you got to watch my guy, Troy Aikman, in the booth, watching oh. his coach take it all Unreal. in. Unreal. That Angel, producer. Kill it, buddy. Yeah. This is an Emmy The only order. thing I can think really of is, is all the assistant coaches that have worked for me, all the great players that have played for me, they're the reason I'm here. And they're the reason I, I can't talk. All right. <laughs> no, no. Where's your, I mean, where's your Bob? I mean, I mean, this is so special to me because when you put in the work that we put in, it's nice to know people. And there's another version of it. If you go on Twitter, you can see it. You'll see Troy Aikman taking it all in, him and Joe Buck. And Troy's, you know, you can see he's got tears in his eyes, too, because he recruited Troy Aikman from high school. He chased him to two colleges. He chased him to Miami, chased him to, chased him to Oklahoma, UCLA. Then he goes to Dallas, becomes the Cowboys head coach. They win Super Bowls together. It, it was just really, really cool to see a guy like that. Those are guys, you know, you grow up watching. Right, absolutely. It's, it's just so, it feels, that's great what they did. Yes, no, it is. Uh, on it this is. weekend, that was really phenomenal. It NFL is. knows. NFL man, they you, do. You rock. They, you absolutely just get the referee crap yeah. right. All For right. Real. Besides that, I love you. You know, it shows like sports fans are all like, oh, you know, NFL. It's just all about money. No, these dudes love the sport. This mm -hmm. is their lives. This is their professions. This is their passion, and it shows. You know, it was really, it was fantastic. There's and a couple guys that are left out of that Hall of Fame. You know, other coaches, Buddy Parker of the Lions didn't make it. Hopefully, he will eventually. Wayne Fonz, mm -hmm. yeah. wait your turn. <laughs> yeah, Wayne Fonz, of course, got let go. First ballot, boy. The, it's it's, it's going to be all good, man. And and the rest of that, I believe they call they're calling that the Centennial Class Correct. will be mm -hmm. announced on Wednesday. There are going to be eight players and I believe two columnists that get in as well. Gotcha. I'll go over the guys that are uh, ready to get in here, and they name it on Super Bowl weekend. Who's going to the hall? These are the guys that are the finalists right now. Listen to this gr this group: Troy Palomalu, Edgerin James, Zach Thomas, Bryant Young, Richard Seymour. John Lynch, who is now the general manager of the 49ers. Steve Atwater from the Broncos. Leroy Butler from the Pack. Mm -hmm. Reggie Wayne from the Colts. Torrey Holt from the you know greatest team on turf. Isaac Bruce, same team. Sam Mills, the undersized linebacker, played for the USFL champion stars. Then he went and he played uh, for uh, the Saints and Panthers. Tony Baselli, phenomenal tackle. Alan Fetchinson. There's a few there, I think, Wolverine. that might have to. I mean, until they are. Wait. They're up for it. Like, Edron mm -hmm. James probably going to wait. Tori Holt wait. probably going to wait. Uh, there's a few there that might wait. But. Edron James, though, man. Pretty good he class. was good. I mean, yeah, he was he good. good. Payton was his quarterback. I think but. you measure. So there's this thing that we. It's, the NBA does this, and it, it bothers me <clears throat> because they don't take into account when a guy was really good, how good was he? Mm -hmm. And the thing I, that about this is, man, when Edron James was good, I think people forget just how good he was. I mean, the guy was unbelievable. Yeah, for sure. You want to get a guy like that, to me, it's Frank Gore. 
To me, how is he oh, number three? He's going to. How is he, he has to make three? it in the NFL? Yeah, he's got to go to the hall. It. He's gonna for but sure. I never in a million years would have think. Well, you just Frank don't get Cole hurt. And you play for seventeen straight it, years. It, it, yeah, inconsistent. It's, it's and he never talks. He's just he. Yeah, doesn't, he's under the radar. He doesn't hit your radar. Yeah, I'm gonna have to watch his football life because I don't know much about the guy. Well, he played I mean, for a bunch of bum teams, unfortunately. Yeah, but you know, at least he. Avoided the lion bug because he did work out for the lions two years in a row. I do remember as that. a free agent. He's not dumb. That's <laughs> yeah, why he's right. going to the Hall of Fame eventually. <laughs> so that's what good stuff. How about Tony Romo in the news? First of all, he's terrific at what he does right now. I loved him as a quarterback of the Cowboys. He got a bum a bum rap because he they, he didn't win a championship. Fumbled against the Seahawks on that bad snap. If you remember that in the playoffs, mm-hmm. yeah, 2015, Dez's catch in, oh. in Green Bay. Oh yeah, I still yeah. think it, I still think it's a catch. But remember the week prior, no, the line flag, they Calvin. stuck it to us. Flag. Yeah. yeah, they stuck Completing it to us the, the week prior, and Dez was on the field for that play. Remember, yeah. he ran on the yeah. field. Yeah, no flag again for that damn play. But that was the curse of the Lions that got the Cowboys. <laughs> Both screwed. But uh, 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 Lions should have won that that playoff game as the Cowboys, and. The Cowboys should have won that game against the Packers. I got a good funny thing here. I want to talk about Tony Rowan when we come back. You know, you know Frank Caliendo? Yeah. He's the master of all voices. Amazing. Wait till you hear his Tony Romo <laughs> coming back. I'm going to play that for you after this quick timeout from Jim Reels. Friendly Chrysler Jeep. Your friendly dealer, Jim Reel. Check out the newest member of Jim Reels' family of dealerships, the all-new Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. During the Black Friday sales event, lease the 2020 Jeep Compass Limited 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. Or lease the 2019 Ram 1500 Crew Cab Bighorn 4x4, now just $199 a month with zero down. For your best deal, it's the all-new Jim Reels Friendly Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Romeo. And there's nothing more friendly than a great deal from Jim If you or your family is touched by autism, learn more about Freddy's Foundation at hashtag pop the tap at freddythepizzaman.com. That's F-R-E-D-I, thepizzaman.com. Or email freddythepizzaman at gmail.com. All right. Welcome back to The Wrap here you, on before NRM you, Stream. Before Cast. you come back, can I, I view again? Because <laughs> What did I do? Well, clearly you aren't understanding where I'm coming from. So can I do what you did oh, not yeah. do Is this regarding Jim Real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Jim bad. Jim Real, uh-huh. home of Tiger second baseman Brian Ackerman. Brian Ackerman. <laughs> yes, we're gonna do our thing. Who's name, gonna hit 275. Name five Tigers. Name five Jim Reels. We're gonna put ten guys on the wall. Five of them are gonna be Tigers. You gotta get five them in of them here, are gonna man. be Jim Reels sales guys. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah. I feel like I need to meet him at this. Point. And we've got. I'll, I'll let you meet Ack. Ack's <laughs> He's a great guy. Him. He's a great guy. Go see him. 14 Mile Tiger and Van Dyke. Brian Ack. Jim Reels, friendly Chrysler Jeep. We're on NRM <laughs> Streamcast. I'm Asaway. Clarence Black, Nick David, and Ethan Perlman and company. So hit Frank Caliendo. We couldn't get the video quality really well so i'm just going to play you the audio here uh this is frank caliendo's latest and greatest voice it's tony romo i hope you guys could hear it well let's try it out right there come on frank talk to me don't make me look bad of course it's spinning right now so we'll just keep we'll keep talking until it it decides to talk here come on frank come on frank you can do this buddy come on anyway tony romo is up for a $14 million a year contract, ESPN is going after him hard. 
for their Monday Night Football broadcast. Wow. He's young and impressive. Look out, out, Booger. Yeah, God. Does that mean the Booger Project failed? Joe Tessitore sounds like he's doing WWE Raw Monday Night. They are not a good pairing, man. They just like, Boston Scott for three yards. Like, what? Joe, take a breath, Joe. I love Joe Tessitore. You know what? You got it And Booger's like, he had eggs. He had eggs for dinner. And I'll tell you how he got those three yards. Here's Booger. Uh, If they score here, they will win the game. If they score more points, Joe, they're going to win the game. Oh, my God. Yeah, the I think you're right, Booger. Yeah. And I like Thanks, him. Thanks, He's a likable guy. Yeah, no, he's great. But he makes the most benign comments I on the he, earth. He belongs in the studio, you know, with the studio guys. He'd be a great studio yeah, guy. Yeah, sure. And I still think Joe can be phenomenal on the NFL with the right guy. Yeah, no, I agree. Can you imagine Tess and He Romo? feels like he's got to, like, I think Tess needs to be doing bit, Tess needs to be doing MMA. He does. Like, I Tess you. just strikes me as, like, a straight MMA guy. And a right hook and a by right McGregor. And he's dead. McGregor, he's, he's dead. dead. He is dead. <laughs> Let's see if we can get Romo going here. Son of a. Son of a Technology is <laughs> killing that. <laughs> it was just working. Fail, fail, impressively fail. Okay, I give up. So Tony's not failing. The moral of the story is Tony's not failing. I love it. Listen, go online. It's hey, going to be on my Twitter. Who's your, who's your check, out, through? check out Frank Kellyan, though, as Tony Romo. It is phenomenally good. And he does a great job. Madden, of course. He's better Madden than Madden is. He's best as Morgan so, Freeman, for Christ's oh, sake. He's oh, so yeah, good. Morgan Freeman so was so good. His, his so good. But talk but about like, Tony. His, when he, his career, post-conferences were so vanilla and boring. I couldn't stand him. During his career, he is a genius. Him breaking down plays, oh, yeah. calling plays before he's like, you know, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. He lines it all up for us. Like he is Him worth and Jim that Nance money. Are phenomenal. Yeah, they're amazing. I hate That's to a, see him broken up. Yeah. to tell you the truth. No, but Nance isn't leaving CBS. No, no, he's a lifer there. And like it just like it's like varsity is Jim Nance Tony. Oh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. You tried. Good try. But it's like varsity's. Tony, Jim Nance, and then like the seventh grade B team is Joe uh, Tessitore and Booger, like right down here. So and then not, Monday nope. Night Football, they're not even JV. They're seventh grade. Joe and Booger aren't bad. They're bad together. Right. Yes. I they're hope, just bad. I hope together. separate. They they're going to be have, great. Yeah, yeah. Booger's got to go. It's He's got to go to the studio. Not show. Sure. I like him. Put him next. What to happened to McDonough, man? They let him go because he was too soft. Spoken. I love Sean McDonough. I think he's I one of the best in the McDonough's. business. Yeah. I don't think he had a good hook. I don't think, I don't know. Him and Gruden, they just, I don't know. It just didn't work. And they didn't like him because he was a little, like when he had a bad game, he's like, yep, we got the Bengals and the Browns here. I'm yeah, under right. <laughs> Way to doozy here. <laughs> yeah, we got a doozy. So he was a little too hard on the NFL. So they said, Sean, you got to go. And now Sean McDonough is phenomenal. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It's great. I mean, it, it's, it's hard, though, sometimes to broadcast games that just flat out Suck. aren't good. <laughs> no, I know. But for years, they brought in, like, Dennis Miller, and then they had Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> they had a little Man, gimmicky here and here. My favorite was Dicka. But... Dicka, Dicka was unapologetically hard. I mean, there was one time they had the Cardinals and the Niners, and it was a, it was a horrible game. Like, Liner, Liner was starting for Ooh, the Cardinals, I yeah. think. And it, it was just like... Fumbles and interceptions, and Dick was just like, "This is bad football. This is bad. This is awful. I want to cut them all. This is just awful. Let's cut them all. The fact that we got these two teams, and it was right. like, oh, Mike. Tonight we're we're in for a treat. We got Chris Fowler 
and we got Kirk Herbstreet Both on the national there, yeah. championship yeah, yeah. game. That's a phenomenal pairing. Definitely. Yeah. Chris mm-hmm. Fowler has put himself up in the upper yeah. echelon. He's like the Wimbledon guy. Yeah. yeah. He can do it all, Is he, man. he really can. They're but incredible. He's really, really yeah. taking his game up. I love the way he calls the game. And Number one, LSU, unbeaten. Number three, Clemson, unbeaten in two straight years tonight on ESPN and all of their networks. You can catch a different broadcast. Yeah. You can catch the radio broadcast of LSU, the radio the broadcast. Stream. You got the fans. Yeah, the it's a coaches. home game. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be fun, game. man. I like the coaches one, man. I, 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 I love the coaches one just to see how they all kind of talk and see the game, and, and they give you a, a real different mm-hmm. spin on Window it. I'm a in huge for sure. fan of the coaches one. I'll be at a party tonight, but I'm going to I'm gonna tape a couple of different ones at my house. But uh, five and a half is the spread. LSU yeah. is five and a half point favorites over Clemson, who it does they don't know how to lose. No, Clemson's Trevor not. Lawrence Clemson's has not favorite. lost in his career. Clemson's plus five and a half. Yeah, that's what I said. LSU is favored. Oh, just kidding! Obviously, minus five and a half. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Do you think that with a with that's where I, my next point was? Sorry. Do you think that's fair with the yeah, you know, home yeah, field? That's, that's, oh, yeah. that's yeah. a home okay. field. Yeah, home field's worth sure. three I mean, points. Definitely is. Yeah. So really, they're favored by two and a half. Yeah. Really, that that's what it comes down to. Who you like tonight? I like Clemson, man. I do too. Uh, it just there's something about pedigree. It's just something about pedigree, man. You you everything when everything works against them, I think they're just better. And I think they like that. If they were favored in this game, I think Dabo's job would be harder. But like I said, Fournette comes out, calls him sunshine. You it's like a that? home game. He can literally sit and say, we are in hostile territory mm-hmm. with our backs against the wall. Nobody thinks you're going to win. Everything is about Joe Burrow, LSU, Cajun time. They're going to party in New Orleans tonight. Throw an all, X on his last all name. All you guys have to go out and do is do exactly what we have done for 29 straight weeks, boys. I think LSU's got the the inside track, though. They got all the momentum going. They're a hell them. of a team, man. And I, I think the biggest concern, and hopefully, you know, for Clemson, it it shows, you know, it shows in a positive way today or tonight is Travis Etienne struggled running the ball against Ohio State. He did great catching the ball of the backfield, but to be his most effective, he's got to be a threat running it and catching it. And then T. Higgins and uh, Ross. Glad now they got that week to get healthy. Now they got to show up. Because if one shows up, I don't think that's going to be enough. They both have to show up, and they both have to show out for Trevor Lawrence. For Clemson to to stay in this game for the all four quarters. LSU is going to get the lead on them. There's no no yeah. question in my this mind. Is They're going to be hard best. to stop. This is yeah, going to be a, a four-quarter game. This yeah. is the best defense that Joe Burrow will have seen. 100%. And uh, my feeling I is I slightly that he, disagree, but. Who do you think is better defense? I, I think Alabama's defense, when they played, no. at the time they played, at the time they played, was a better defense no. than what Clemson's bringing up. No, I, I not even this, statistically. This, this Clemson team here, right now, this this group has come together. If you were going to get these guys, and again, remember, remember how much they lost. Yeah, remember how much they lost, and I remember even him saying it like, if you're going to get us, you're going to get us early. Because these guys are figuring it out. And that was my other thing about Clemson was I, would, I kept telling people, like, yo, man, if you get them, you better get them early because the scary part is going to be when that defense figures it out and the defense starts giving the offense possessions, which is what happened early in the year. It was people were scoring on them. 
Mm-hmm. And so they were in these games, and it was like the offense would be like, dude, like, come on. So yeah, then, it's like by tack, like, let's go, yeah. And then when Lawrence would struggle, the defense couldn't pick him up. So there was that point in the year they were just trying to get through games. Yeah. Then all of a sudden that defense turned it on, and Trevor Lawrence was like, wait, I got 18 more possessions today? Like, right. oh, sweet. All right, cool. This is easy. Yeah, The my brother sent me this after the uh, LSU game. I don't know if you can see this, but – it says, congrats, Clemson, you now get to face this offensive line. These are, like, 19-year-old yeah, guys. Beasts. Yeah. Like, beasts. that often, no wonder Joe Burrow mm-hmm. is so excited. Yeah. Like, that's, I mean, yes, defensively, Clemson was much better last year. Big name player, but statistically, they're better this year than they were Half last year. team went to the NFL Absol- I know, it's nuts. <laughs> but I honestly think that it's going to come down to if else you can run the ball or not. But they've, there is nothing that Clemson needs to talk about. They've been there. No doubt. See, this is the thing about being there. This is the thing about being there and having a style of play. Like, you don't, you're not going to press. They've been there. They know what they're doing. They've already beat Alabama. Like, but we we beat Alabama too. It's like, yeah, we beat Alabama in the national championship, though. And we rolled them like with their quarterback. This is, there are intangibles. There's an old saying there are levels to this. Mm hmm. That is what I fear LSU doesn't get yet, is there are levels yeah. to this. And Clemson, uh, Clemson is battle-tested. They are program-tested. Coach-tested. Their feet are firmly established in rarefied air. No doubt. What they're going for now is dynasty-level type mm-hmm. shit. I, I, but this is just not – this ain't just a football game, man. Like, they are going to walk out. At some point, LSU is going to go, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Like year. Ohio State did. It was like, oh. So that's that's that whole pedigree. Like, okay, cool. I got it. Got it. I, I think the biggest thing, though, to watch for Clemson in this game, and it was the same thing to watch the last few games, that, you know, hasn't been this strong suit like it was in years past is that defensive line. Yes. The defense has been playing well, and that's because they've been disguising their blitzes from the secondary in that linebacking group. But if, if that doesn't work, I want to see how Clemson's defense adjusts because their line has struggled. It's the when. it See, and this is the part that makes Green Bay so scary, too. It's not like Green Bay has this crazy, stout, unreal, generational defense. It's not that. It's the way they dial up what they dial up. Think Mm -hmm. back to it's it's, it's they score and they go for two. And all of a sudden, Russell Wilson, who we all agree, like, his vision is amazing. He's a magician, yeah. Russell Wilson doesn't see backside bandit gets popped. Yeah. On a, he, I mean, never saw it yeah. coming. Because he's let, dialed left, yeah. and he gets his right side blown completely up. All of a sudden now, instead of a three-point game, it's a five-point game. Then go third and five for the mm-hmm. game, right? Third and five for the game because yep. it's like 232 or whatever to go. Hit it with Devontae. And he got, he got popped again. On not a blitz, but just oh, Russ. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but pressure off again, pressure mm-hmm. off the backside. Mm-hmm. All right, chip block not there, doesn't see it coming. But again, a great dial up. What they dialed up because they flushed the middle. They they brought pressure from the actual outside mm-hmm. because they didn't want him to get outside. So they brought pressure, max pressure outside, funnel them in, and all of a sudden now third and five. If I told you Russell Wilson got third and five, you think oh well Russ is gonna make a play. Yeah. But all of a sudden, he he drops back, can't go out, steps middle, but the middle is coming to him. And he's 5'9". Ball game. <laughs> yeah, ball game. So, to me, it's how Brett Venables dials up, what he dials up. It's not like they had some phenomenal game against Ohio State, but it's when 
Yeah. They dialed it up. But when you bring the and pressure. The, and the one thing that Brent Venable has done throughout the whole year, and this is the only thing I look at with LSU and how they've how they've prepped for other big teams and other big games, is they've looked at where the strength is. Brett Venable and what he dials up and when he dials it up, that's been his strength. And he, you know, he adjusts the looks on the blitzes. He adjusts the pass, you know, rush. I think LSU is going to take note of that, and they've already taken note of that. And they're going to try and predict what Brett Venable is doing. Because you could see in that Ohio State game early on, Ohio State kind of had an idea of what he was doing. And that's why they upped the pace, because they knew they could get him back on his heels. I think the the issue with Ohio State was they let off the gas pedal. I think if LSU is going to take anything from watching that game and reviewing game tape is, we can't let off the gas pedal if we keep this up. We may, he may not be able to do what he normally likes yeah, to but do. There's no J.K. I mean, Dobbins. Be, there's no J.K. Dobbins in the backfield either. No, there no isn't. but you got. So, in my opinion, no, you I, do have a better quarterback in Joe Burrow. If, all around. If I look at these two teams, so when you you come into a national championship game, mm-hmm. it's going to be close. Somebody though has to be effective on the ground. Somebody has to be because what the what the ground game does is it just chills everything out. Mm-hmm. And so even if you're not getting, you know, 8, 10, even if you're not busting big yardage, you still need to control the game. I look at LSU the same way I look at the Chiefs. If if LSU gets 10 yards, they're pissed off they didn't get 20. Right. So my question to LSU is can they play in a game that is slowed down or when they get down, will they start to press? It's I don't the same think they'll way they'll get down. That's it's the, the same thing. way it's the same way the Ravens are. I think if Clemson's going to win this game, they're going to win it at the end. I think LSU mm-hmm. is going to be leading, control this yeah. game. I do, but I can't bet against them. I mean, how do you bet against LSU the way I mean, they've they been playing? They just beat Georgia forty-nine to ten. Yeah, and they beat. I don't they, think Clemson. They they, I mean, JV. so yeah. this this defense for Clemson was not expected to be here. Not with everything they lost. So Clemson, this defense right now, this secondary of kids is supposed to be next year. But if these kids, like, find a way to control and contain and they get comp- – so to me, yes, I think that LSU has got to attack vertically right away and they have to take all of the confidence off of off of this Clemson secondary. Because I think that was one of the things Ohio State did. It was. They attacked them. Mm-hmm. But if they don't, man, and you start letting these – and not, and not that they're kids because, they're I mean, they're not. But these guys start to get that confidence that, you know, they got midseason – if you can take them back to like the beginning of the year when they were unsure and blowing coverages and people mm-hmm. weren't where they were supposed to be, I mean it. It's a test in both sides. I just think you got to be careful because again, man, twenty nine. You don't get to twenty nine in O. Right. I was just gonna say that those kids having a handle yeah, on something. Those kids have Dabo to keep them. Centered. Well, not only that, but they have yeah, the, the guys the in the league. Offensive cool. Yeah, they've got man. There are so many guys that. That did this last year that are going back and calling them and saying, Oh, yeah, no doubt. Remember against Bama, here's what I did. Mm-hmm. Here's right, right, what right. we did. Yep, yep, Here's yep. what you I need mean, the to only do. thing bad about Clemson is, and he's been preaching it all year, is they played in the ACC, which was weak. They didn't have mm-hmm. a lot of great uh, games to yeah. play against, but that's not their problem. No, it's not their fault. They no. rolled them, but they, also, they had a couple of tough games. But, but they, they also they brought back, they didn't, They this is a, this defense is relative, I mean, this is a brand new D. It really, it is. I mean, it's amazing what they were able to do, and that's the thing. Like, if you didn't get them early, every week they got better and better and better and got back here, and that's what everybody was saying. We're like, oh, okay, well, you get to Ohio State, they're going to pop you. And, well, now they're here too. So, I just, man, I, I, I again, I don't want to – I don't care how good LSU is in the back of their minds. 
if LSU walks out of there and in the first five or six minutes they see it, like you look and you look on the sidelines and they're like, oh, shit. Because again, you they haven't don't, faced a quarterback like this guy. They haven't That's faced no, a, they, they haven't faced they a program. Haven't. They are facing right. it all, all of it. And that's the thing when they talk about playing the Patriots, you are playing when the Patriots are hot, you have to play it mm-hmm. all. You're getting everything. Belichick, Brady, the defense, the the fan, the mystique, the whether it's the bird in the parquet floor or you know the wings here when like I mean, you know Darren's wings. I mean, when you are those the, what they talk about third quarter warriors, it's like oh we're up fifteen mm-hmm. going into the third against the warriors. It's like well you're gonna be down fifteen. Yeah, you know yeah. going into the fourth. It's great teams have that thing, Maz, that you and you know it, and programs have that. And Clemson just to me, you it's almost like you gotta just grab it. I don't know if LSU can do that. They're special, man. But they if, love Ed Ogeron too. By they the way, do. they play. The guy, and right. they see the team love their coach more yep. than they love. Yeah. This they guy. love that. And they dude. got they got Oklahoma. They didn't get Georgia. I mean, no, I get it. Mm-hmm. I think they would have rolled Georgia too. To be honest with you, yeah, I think it would have been a better. I game. mean, I mean, they rolled them the week prior. They yeah, re- so. rolled. I was just gonna say they beat the crap yeah. out on the week prior. Here's the but. question: Do you think so? The the team that slowed them down the most was Auburn early in the year, obviously. Um, so that was defense. it. I mean, that mm-hmm. was it. Seven yeah. D backs, six D. I mean, they went basically and said, "Okay, like and like you are top not, five wins, like too. you are not playing like, Tech Mobile out here." No, yeah. oh, the spread is sixty-eight and a half tonight. I, I'm gonna, I'm not betting this game. I'm betting the over. I oh, I, I absolutely would go over, over that. I, I think it's gonna go over that. Over. I, I don't I mean, know. I'm actually gonna go with the under on that because, as I said, I'm more. I'm lunch on Wednesday. Okay. All right, you could have the under sixty-eight and a half. Okay, I'm worried about what what Clemson's offense is going to be able to do. And it's not because I don't think they got the talent. It's will the talent be able to show up and show out. And as I said, Travis Etienne needs to be able to run the ball, get positive yards every carry. Because that's, that's How the are one you thing. worried about the offense, though? Be, because you look at what was the issue at – I think Clemson's defense is what kept them in that game against Ohio State. Yes, which was Trevor, for the first half. For the, for the, first the whole half. game, in my opinion. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence had his greatness, and he Trevor did. and I do not deny that. But I can't I can't put you know the whole game back on him. T. Higgins has got to step up. Travis Etienne's got to step up. They both have to have show-out games, I think, for Clemson to have a legitimate chance of winning. I'm going Clemson by seven. Nick? Uh... Out with it. I'm going to go Clemson by seven as well. That sounds about right. LSU by 10. I'll take Clemson at the end by a field goal. And it's going That's over. That's where I was thinking. And it's going way right. over. Thanks to everyone here on The Wrap, especially our gang behind the, the counter here, brother. Uh, we got Steven, Kelsey, and Cole in today. We got, it looks like someone else is back there, too. We'll have to find out who the heck yeah, that we is. Yeah, we will. All right. <laughs> Clarence yeah, Black, thanks will. for coming oh, in there. Thanks for picking the Titans and making us all some money. Look, I wish I bet. Make it start to look good. I wish Damn it. Nick, thanks for coming in, brother. Always. Claire, okay, man. How about you, kid? What do you got going today? A little basketball? I got a game to coach today, so. All right. That's our man. This is on NRM Network and the Jim Reels, friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. It's Tom Mazzo on The Wrap. We'll see you on Wednesday. Clemson, LSU tonight for all the marbles. Enjoy it, everyone. <laughs>